0: Hello everybody and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris with me, as always, my co-host Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news notes and happenings from around the NFL. This weekend coming up, not every team's playing. Some teams have a bye week. Some teams really, really need that bye week. I can't think of another competitive team in the last two years that needs a bye week as much as the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: I agree. They are a little banged up.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any major glaring problem, but like you said, there's just something that's off with that team. And maybe they need the week just to reset, to get everything back on track, maybe game plan better. I don't know. Obviously the heel, too, Mahomes ankle and knee stuff to be bothering him.
1: Yeah.
0: But they just do not look like the team that just put fear in the hearts of everybody they went against last year and earlier this year. They they just look very beatable.
1: They need to take a they need to take a break. Sit back, assess what they are, assess what they do, and try to get back to what they did last year. And that's cut people up on offense and manage on defense. And I think that's not what they're doing this year. Mahomes is trying to be too cute with a lot of his passes. He's trying to bomb every play. And it's not how it's going to work. I mean, yeah, they won. A few games. They also lost a few games, and you have your safety blanket in Travis Kelsey. But how far is that going to get you? Just having him.
0: Yeah, and you, you said you only do so much, and when they know that's really the only weapon, the only right. dangerous, consistent part of the offense with Tyreek Hill, and out of the lineup again, banged up. You know he can only do so much, as great a player as he is. And you hit the nail on the head. Mahomes is just trying to recreate what he did last year. Instead of going with it and developing into a different kind of quarterback and adapting to how teams are playing him, he just seems to be, I'm going to throw 40 yards downfield every play, and Tyreek or Hardman or Watkins are going to be open, and that's just not how it works. That's how it works in Madden, not the actual NFL. Right. Not every game. You're going to get your games, where yeah, you're going to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns because defenses aren't going to be able to cover them. Majority of the time, as we've seen, even mediocre teams can adapt to that. The Colts' offense, especially their offensive line, is really good. The team that they give them their first loss. Right. Their defense is good, but not great.
1: They just schemed it better. Exactly. They
0: game-planned and schemed, and they did exactly what they had to do. And they made them look very pedestrian, and... I mean, Mahomes is still... I mean, you have to figure, even on his current base, <laughs> as, as off as he is from last year's numbers,
1: Yeah,
0: he realistically is still in line to be an MVP candidate.
1: Absolutely is.
0: I, I don't think you will end up getting it. We've discussed that before. I think it's, you know, Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson's to lose. Uh, but he's putting himself right up there. So even playing poorly... This is not a bad player by any means, just a guy who isn't does just does not seem like the unstoppable force he was last season.
1: Right, I don't I don't think running the ball is going to be a solve to the problem because it's still not going to resolve the offensive flow in the passing game. No. Just open it up. Short dump-offs, slants, outs, in-cuts. Do those patterns. Don't rely on on Sammy Watkins or McCarr Harmon or Tyreek Hill when he's on the field to run nine routes down the field and hope you can hit the bomb play.
0: Yeah, it's obviously I mean, that doesn't work.
1: Open it up so that way when you do make that you you have that opportunity when you see zero coverage or you see one high safety and you got your your two speed demons on the outside, then you can hit it. Otherwise, what's everyone going to do? They're going to play back. They don't want to get beat deep. Yes. Sometimes you they'll the coverage is broken and you get lucky. But if they think you're not going to be, if they think all you're going to do is check down to Travis Kelsey because you can't run the ball, mm-hmm. yeah, especially if LaShawn McCoy gets his load management game, then it's not that hard to play defense on you. Realistically, like yeah, you can get some points with Travis Kelsey. He could have. Ten catches for ninety-eight yards or one hundred and five yards and a touchdown, but that's not going to win you the game. No, because not at all. you're going to tire out your defense. Because if you don't make those, if Travis doesn't make those catches, and you don't hit, and you just keep bombing it out to Hardman, Watkins, or Hill, your your offense is going to be off the field like that. And now you're you're burning out an already. I don't know how you describe their defense. Just suspect?
0: At best. <laughs> At best. I mean, they're not. They're nothing that I think should scare anybody with an even adequate offense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're going to beat up on poor teams. I mean, if they played, like, a Miami or a Cincinnati, they, they may look great.
1: Well, they beat up on Denver when Mahomes went out. Yeah. And that was Denver. And they were all proud of themselves because they beat up on Denver. Yeah. It's Denver.
0: They beat up on Joe Flacco.
1: And we know your opinion on Joe Flacco.
0: Yeah, I took something off the bottom of my shoe earlier that could play quarterback better than Joe Flacco.
1: That is probably true.
0: No disrespect to the human being, just as a football player, uh, I I don't get it. I never thought he was that great. He was a good game manager at best. And you see him time and time again. Him get on the field, and it's just awful. But this isn't a Joe Flacco rant, so I'm going to get off of that topic. I'm going to get off that soapbox.
1: But I think I think they can fix themselves if, if – because I'm not convinced Mahomes is 100% healthy. He claims to be. I don't see it. But if he can take the week off, get healthy, uh, Hill gets healthy, then you might have something. But you you just need to go into next week because you have to take it seriously. Because if you lose against Oakland, as I mentioned last, oh, yeah. last episode – yeah. You're now second in division and potentially out of the playoffs.
0: Do you think the problem, you kind of touched on this in in a a video, a Facebook video a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago. The problem isn't so much the personnel, it's the coaching. Yes. Andy Reid, there's a reason Andy Reid doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. There is a reason, yeah. How many NFC Championship games did he go to with the Eagles? He went to the Super Bowl with the Eagles. He gets to the playoffs a couple of years in a row with the Chiefs, even before they had Mahomes. Gets there with Mahomes. Andy Reid just cannot game plan for the big game. Right. He is not. He's not a. He's not even a Sean Payton. He's certainly yeah. not a Bill Belichick. Uh he he's not any of these other coaches that have had moderate success throughout
1: the years. I would put. Um frank uh, frank wright and doug peterson ahead of them because they have a little more they're a little more in tune with with when to push the pedal and when not to like the only reason why the eagles won is because doug peterson said um we're gonna go for it we're gonna push the envelope and they multiple times in that super bowl they pushed the envelope Mm -hmm. they made they made plays they didn't sit back and and hope they didn't you know, get a turn. You know, turn the ball over. They 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 didn't work conservative, because you can't play that way against the Patriots. Where Andy Reid, time management, a problem. Timeouts, when the challenge, when not the challenge, all that stuff is on play with him. When to run the ball, and I mean, he's had good running backs in his entire career. Oh yeah, absolutely. Consistent running game hasn't really been part of it. And here's
0: the thing. People think because Patrick Mahomes was out there and then he scrambles for five seconds and throws a, a, a no-look pass 40 yards downfield and Tyreek Hill comes off his route and comes back to catch it. Andy Reid's a great coach. No, you have tremendously talented players who are making things happen. If your game plan works, Mahomes does not have to do that. If you call the right plays against the defense and you line that up right, Mahomes can drop back, roll left or right, throw on the first or second read, and that will be effective. And there's no reason with the speed and size on that offense, whether you're talking Tyreek Hill, Mercole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, you have he'll run straight down the field, you put Hardman in the slot, you have Watkins run a, a slant or an out route or something, mm-hmm. you have uh Kelsey do whatever he's doing. There's no Mahomes can just drop back and pick who he wants to throw to right. between the speed and ability of these guys. There's no reason these guys shouldn't be putting up 35, 40 points a game. But they just look like they can't get out of their own way.
1: And, and on top of that, you can throw uh, halfback screens to McCoy and Williams. Plus you have bubble screens on the outside with these wide receivers. You get Harmon or, or Hill or Watkins in space, see ya. Have a nice day.
0: Oh, you give them. Yeah, you give the guys an inch to run for a mile.
1: But if, if teams can eliminate... Plays that they're going to face in certain sets, well, you're just making it easier for them. If they don't think that you're going to run slants or end cuts or out routes, or if, if they don't think you're going to run certain routes in the route tree, they eliminate them. And it makes it easier for you to do that. And if you're not going to seriously run the ball with some some sort of conviction, again, easier to defend even, I mean, if if Tio didn't come back and play in that Super Bowl, oh, it's he, not even he close. had a broken leg early in the season. Not even close. He ungodly came back and played and played, probably one of the best games I've seen a wide receiver play.
0: Oh, especially under those circumstances with what the guy, what what injury he had had, that right. was incredible.
1: If he doesn't play, how close is that game? Not even close. Right. Not so even again, close. to your point. It might be – a pro- it might maybe hit Andy Reid and whatever GM he's with can get – identify good football players. But can he put the team together each and every game and get them to where they want to be? And he's been close. But close only ha- counts in horseshoes and hand grenades.
0: Wow. We're, we're, uh, that's a throwback. Okay, that- a- Andy Reid – and I'll personally just close on this. Andy Reid is a good coach, not a great coach. He overthinks it. He beats himself. He seemingly cannot win the big game. And he seemingly gets away from whatever works. Two years ago, when Kareem Hunt came into the league, he was absolutely tearing it up on the ground. So what does Andy Reid do when he still had Alex Smith, mind you, not Mahomes behind center? He starts throwing the ball again, and, and Kareem Hunt is getting 10, 12 carries a game, and they're having trouble winning games. And everybody's looking at, Andy Reid going run the ball. You have this monster at running back. Run the damn ball. And he's like, no, I had Alex Smith. Just chuck at forty yards downfield. All right. And Alex Smith had a really nice season that year. Don't get me wrong, but it, it it's like he game plans in spite of himself. I don't understand it, and which is why I don't think Andy Reid will honestly ever win anything besides maybe a couple more division titles. I just I don't see it. He doesn't know how to do it. He can't figure it out you can't you know he 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 gets to a big game and he just has a mental
1: block like he's got to worry about the raiders if they keep building the way they are with Mike Mayock and and Jay, John Gruden seemingly putting together pieces scary as it is i mean we know the chargers look like they're on that tilt of which way they're going to go mm-hmm. phil Broncos- river's
0: quarterbacking let me guess Not a positive direction.
1: And the Broncos are – we don't even get the Broncos. The Raiders could own that division next year, year after. It's possible. And now that window, that huge window he had open, all of a sudden,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: closed.
0: Guys, the Raiders, as much grief as I gave them earlier in the year and much as I like to joke about John Gruden and everything, they put together a team that can compete. Right. It looks very solid. So, hats off a, to them. They have a shot at the division <laughs> this year. As far as the Chargers go, there's bakeries that don't have as many turnovers as that Chargers offense. That's true. That's so, true.
1: Uh, <laughs> and the rumors are that he might go to he might be looking at Tennessee. Who? Philip? Really? I read a I read a report. I don't know how um
0: well they already have franchise quarterback Ryan Tannehill, so they don't need him.
1: Nah. <laughs> I'm just saying what you know. There, there's there is rumors, legit rumors that Is that he where he's might, from, huh? Is that where he's from? I don't know. Oh, uh, he went to NC State, I believe, for college. So it's close to where he went to college, but I don't know where he grew up.
0: Huh? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. But
1: but it was a it was a viable source on um, Twitter that put that out. So, but it was only a rumor. So, don't know how serious it is, but that's something to keep in the back of everyone's mind that he might be looking to go elsewhere.
0: Speaking of not knowing how serious something is, this past Saturday. The Colin Kaepernick, uh, workout, dog and pony show. I'm um, excuse me, workout workout, sir. Occurred very weird set of circumstances. It was supposed to be at one venue. Media was not allowed. So Kaepernick changed it. <sighs>
1: So he changed it uh, He changed it days ago, but he warned the NFL a half an hour before it was supposed to start.
0: Does that make sense?
1: It's, and I told you this earlier, it's two people, well, I'll, I'll say the NFL as an entity as a person. It's yeah. two people who don't trust each other. No,
0: there's no trust I, I
1: don't blame either side not trusting each other. Because if I was Kaepernick, I wouldn't trust him I would want it I would want it on video as well
0: Absolutely. I can't live for that like
1: they put the combine and the pro and the pro days on t v that may be the NFL cameras, but they put it on t v televised for people to see I don't see why they couldn't couldn't have this concession to say, okay, we'll televise it so everyone can see what you can do. I think that's fair. Um, the waiver, I wish I could get my hands on it because I, I, don't, I don't really know how I'd get the, my hands on the waiver unless you're connected in the NFL. Um, I've heard both sides about the waiver. I just don't want – I just don't feel what, comfortable. What cup. waiver is that? It's a, he was supposed to sign a waiver that if he didn't get a job – well, part of it was injury. So in case he gets injured, blah, 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 they're not liable. Okay. But I guess well, Kaepernick side says they tried to sneak something in. NFL sides, it's, this is a standard waiver that anyone would sign that just because we give you this workout doesn't mean you're going to get a job right. and you can't sue us right. for Again. not getting a job. But the, you know, NFL claims it's a standard waiver. Kaepernick side says, mm, not quite. So without reading it and without reading a standard waiver – like if i if i knew someone who went to the nfl combine last year i would say let me see yours uh, not your personal one but if you have a copy right right and then let me see that one and compare those that's something i would look into but you know i think i i watched i would say 30 minutes of the workout uh that he put on like an hour and i caught it like halfway through um it was on YouTube. I mean, he can throw the ball deep. That's unquestionable in the video I saw. He can do little dump offs. Um, but it's like when I watch an NFL quarterback or a prospect in the draft combine. Great, you're in shorts and a T, right? And you're throwing to one receiver without facing anybody.
0: No one's trying to hit you. You don't have 300 pound linemen so, bearing down on you.
1: It was like watching Daniel Jones at the pro day. Great. I see you throwing and doing all this stuff and you're in a scripted workout to make you look good, but I don't really know how good you are until you're on the field. Right. So I don't know how they can get to that point. You think there's a, there's enough teams in the league right now that are desperate for a quarterback. Maybe they give him a shot. I don't know.
0: The only thing I can say to that is is the teams that at this point are desperate enough probably already realize they're either out of contention or they don't have much of a chance. So why? I know Kaepernick came out and said, don't be afraid to sign me. I'm not going to be a headache. But there's a certain, and this has nothing to do with agreeing or disagreeing with whatever his message is, whatever he does. This is simply just stating facts. There's going to be a certain amount. It's going to be a circus wherever he goes. Right. It's going to be a media circus. It's going to be you're going to face scrutiny for everything you do, everything you say. It's going to be is he going to kneel? Is he going to stand? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? Teams don't want to deal with it. Now, do I think he was blackballed? I guess depending on what your definition is, yeah, I do. I think, I, but I don't. I don't know if it's anything nefarious or if it's just teams going. I don't want to deal with this guy. I don't want to deal with this nonsense.
1: I mean, I, I I think each team should take the approach that Jerry Jones took with Michael Bennett when he traded for him. Now, the rumor is he didn't. They didn't have a conversation. Apparently, there was a conversation, but you're never going to get the truth. He was told you're expected to be out there on the field, standing, and he had, and, and Jerry Jones has every player do that. Uh, he had that whole moment where, as a team, they kneeled, and then when the or was, either they kneeled and then they stood for the uh, the um, anthem, or they stood for the anthem and then kneeled together as one, to kind of show solidarity, which I respect. And but Jerry Jones set that standard, say, this is what I expect you to do. Now, did he void out his last year of his contract? Yeah, he did. So he could be a free agent at the end of the year. So I don't know if there was a give and take there, but you know they don't. He you know he stood in the locker with the Patriots. So I I don't know how a team can agree to it. You know, if he comes into England, Bill's going to tell him you're out there on the. Or well, he's going to he's going to talk to him and say, what do you want to do? Because he let Bennett stand in the back. Right. He let McCordy and there was a couple other players, Neil initially, and then it became a non-story, and they just don't – I don't think they put their hand on their chest. But
0: I don't think a lot of players realized what it was going to turn into. Right. I mean, it kind of took on a mind of its own where, like, you have the talking heads on the news – ...sitting there screaming one way or the other... ...how these guys are, are fighting for justice... ...or these guys are, are disgraces to their country... ...quite honestly... I, I, ...I just... ...it's people... ...who have an opinion... ...and they feel a certain way... ...in a country where you're supposed to be able to express yourself... ...and... ...that's one of the beauties of this country... ...is you're, whether you're... If people believe you're right or you're wrong... ...if you're not causing anybody any harm and you're not being violent in any manner you can speak your mind or act how you see fit and whether you agree or disagree with it those freedoms if they're going to be real they they can't come with any restrictions right so i i'm not getting into what i personally believe i have an opinion i mean yeah this is about our opinions but we, this is the whole this is a political thing and we're yeah. not going to get into politics here this is strictly just you know, when it comes to freedom of speech and expression, if you're going to have it, it has to be for everyone. Right. And, and I, and I, I think
1: know. what what a lot of the players that were doing this have grown to understand is that they, they have a voice. People like Devin and, and Jason McCourty and Malcolm Jenkins and various other players that I can't think off the top of my head who they are. Seem to turn their attention away from the kneeling and stuff and put it into actual action in the community they live in, the communities where they grew up in, and not just say, we're going to stand here and kneel Mm -hmm. for the anthem.
0: Which is a very positive influence on the community you're in. Right. And you're doing a real service, which is great.
1: And they have, unfortunately for them, they only have a limited time to be on the stage and then their career is over. Ben Watson, he is uh, one of the people that will speak out and be honest and true about Mm it. But I think they put their, their time and effort and their platform to something more than just kneeling. Did Kaepernick start it? Yeah, he started something. And it grew into a bigger thing that we probably didn't imagine it to be. But I think... A lot of the players took that and said, I'm going to do this with it. And then they, and Jay-Z and, and and the NFL have this agreement, and they're trying to, it seems like they're trying to right a wrong.
0: You know, at the, at the end of the day, however, however people feel about it, if it's going to help some people who are underprivileged, right. and it's going to bring people of different backgrounds together and help them to understand each other in a better way, you know, some good came out of it then. Right. You know, if people if people can look at it and actually discuss it in a mature manner. Just people who are going to hear this and are going to go, "Oh, screw those guys! They're they're against him or they're for him or there's we didn't say anything like that." Don't hear what we're not saying. We're just saying it's good to have a choice, and it it, it it this country is beautiful because you can speak your mind. Right. So, and that's about as political as I'm
1: ever going to get on this show. <laughs> so it was just something I wanted to flow out there for a few minutes. Just nothing we have to do get too in-depth with. Um, Connors, I like Connors. I like his story and all that, but unfortunately, two years in a row, injury. Doesn't bode well for a long-term running back. No. And Roethlisberger, he spoke about retirement last year, the end of the season. Um. Well, I don't know if he seriously talked about it, but there was rumors he was thinking about it. I don't. If I'm Pittsburgh, and I, and I, I know I, I I tend to side towards uh, reset the but, reset button. You know, I did it with Cam and and, and the Panthers. I spoke out about Trubisky. Uh, I know you agree with Trubisky. Um, but I I feel <laughs> Michy, like
0: Mitchy three picks.
1: <laughs> I feel like uh, in the Bill Belichick mind, I I need to get out an, a year earlier. Than a year too late.
0: Yeah. No, I, I can understand that. Uh, I agree with the Connors thing. Um, you know, Like I say, good story and all. I've never really thought he was all that great of a running back. Good, not great. Right. I think that outstanding Pittsburgh line makes people look better than they are. Uh, the guy, Le'Veon Bell, very talented, but. You see, when he gets to New York, he may not be that be-all, end-all player. I just, I'm just, i not saying he's not good, but I think Pittsburgh's offensive line enhances your talent right. level. And it kind of give you like a, like a plus. Like if you're playing Madden and all of a sudden you have a great offensive line and you have like, a oh, plus three here for rushing or whatever. I think Pittsburgh's uh, offensive line gave Le'Veon a plus, plus five for ability or whatever. I don't know. Connor, I thought being injury-prone, I mean – He, when nobody expected him to be much, he had some really great games, but then he couldn't really carry the load all season, had some games where he kind of disappeared. As far as Big Ben goes, (laughs) I I joked about this, I think, when we were doing our our trial pods before we actually started releasing them. Yep. How bad was the morale with Livion Bell and Antonio Brown in that locker room? When two right. years ago right. he's saying, "Ah, oh, I'm in retirement, retirement, retire," and then two years after that, this season, those guys are both gone. He gets hurt, and he goes, "Not nah, come back." Right? I mean, how how bad must that have been for two years older, two years more wear and tear on your body for him to be like, "No, no, no, I'm good. I'll do it." But with those guys, he's like, "I'm out. I can't do this. I'm well,
1: done." Well, I mean, I just I just think, and it's a bad time to. Push that reset button since they gave up their first for yeah. Mika Fitzpatrick. There are some decent free agents are, out the, there, though. There's some opportunities out there in the free agent market that they can go acquire a player or go to a team and, and make a, a player trade. I mean, they're not often, but they happen. Um, if a team feels like they need a running back and you you, you have faith in Samuels and, and if Benny Snell can be the productive back they drafted, I wanna say they drafted them this past year. They can trade Connors for something. Great, but um yeah, I think it's it's you gotta look hard and fast. I mean, this would be a perfect team to say to say, do we give Kaepernick a chance here? I don't know if they would do that, but it's was... it's an opportunity to say we have some dynamic, we have some dynamic young players, we have some running backs do we want to install this offense that it caters to him and try to beat the Ravens at their own game? Because that, that's that. who they're looking at.
0: Yeah. I was thinking somebody different. Who are you thinking? I think a guy like Teddy Bridgewater is going to go to Miami if they don't get to him. Yep. I think that would be a perfect fit for him with that new offense. I think uh, Brian Flores could really, really do some good work with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I don't know if they would trade him because he's only a rookie this year, but if Jacksonville is intent on having Nick Foles be their quarterback through the remainder of his contract three or four years, what would they want for a guy like Gardner Minshew?
1: I mean, they'd ask for at least...
0: I mean, they're not going to get a first-round pick for him. they got to be realistic he, he there. He was
1: undrafted, so I, undrafted. Yeah, he was undrafted, so yeah. I don't think he, you, get, he, you could command a first-round pick. But if they want, if they wanted a fourth for him, I think you can give that up.
0: Oh, man, I was thinking I was thinking they might even want a second or third, but if but, they said fourth round, right. oh, absolutely. But if I'm gonna, Pittsburgh, I pull the trigger on that all day.
1: But they're going to think that Mason Rudolph is the answer, but I don't think he's the answer.
0: I think they're trying to be, do the company line because you can't very well say to a guy when you know he's your best option, be like, oh, yeah, this guy sucks. But go out there, Mason, do your best, you know. I, I And I don't know if Jacksonville would trade Minshew.
1: I don't think they would.
0: I don't think they would either, with it, with him still being only going into the second year of his rookie contract. But if I'm Pittsburgh, make a phone call, be like, if you're going to start Foles, we'll uh, we'll send you Mason Rudolph and a third.
1: Or do they send him? Ho- um not Hobbs. What's his name? The third string guy. I can't think of his name.
0: Yeah, I have no idea.
1: Oh, they already have a, a Pittsburgh quarterback.
0: Yeah, Josh Jack Dobbs. Yeah. yeah, they paid it. They, they traded for him right after. Right. Uh, Right after Foles went down before they knew what they had with Minshew.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know what they could do, but it's, I'm just throwing it down on the table that maybe the Steelers need to consider, and more importantly, Mike Tomlin needs to consider. I know the Steelers don't fire head coaches. That's just something they don't do. They tend to let them go, which is why they've had, I don't know, a grand total of five NFL head coaches in their entire existence. Which
0: is pretty impressive.
1: Right, but they let them... Leave on their own terms. Uh Bill Coward probably coached an extra four years more than he should have. Um I wasn't there. Cower left the team in pretty good
0: shape though. He did.
1: He did. Um uh, reportedly Chuck Knoll probably should have moved on a few years before he did. I don't know. I wasn't obviously I wasn't around then, but I mean if I'm Mike Tomlin, I might want to say sit down with a GM is like where what is our what is our action for the future? What are we looking at? Obviously not this this year to reset unless we want to say let's go get Teddy and move on from Ben. It's an option. But I don't think they'll do it. It's just it's just something to have a conversation about.
0: I don't oh for sure. I mean anything's really on the table. I don't think the way they play offense and my Tom Tomlin's game plan really fits the play style of Teddy Bridgewater. Um, again, I think if the Dolphins don't end up with Tua, right, I think that's a perfect spot for him. maybe even because uh, I I can't see a world where Tampa Bay does not move on from Jameis
1: Winston. They're going to.
0: They're going to have to, and I think uh, you know not just because it's another Florida team, but I think Bridgewater would fit well in there too you got Teddy Bridgewater, and you have with the ability to throw to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on right. top of a great tight end. You know, some, depending He's, on what they do at running back, he right. can still get by with what they have there. I'd give him a chance there too. But I think you bring back Big Ben for one more season. I can't see him playing much past that. Get him to have his last hurrah. You try to trade for a guy like Minshew, or you draft someone who you truly feel has potential, and you let him sit under the, the Roethlisberger learning tree and – you know, watch Big Ben do his thing and have him kind of help him along a little bit. Ben, Big Ben, Roethlisberger is going to be realistic knowing that this kid's taking over for him the next year.
1: Well, he probably thinks – well, he thought Mason Rudolph was taking uh, taking his job.
0: And then people saw Mason Rudolph play. right? But, I mean, that's why I'm saying if they – you can get Minshew for a, a second or third. I don't know if I'd go a second. But if you can get him for a third or anything better than that, even if it's a couple of picks, even for the following season – Go for it. Have him learn a little bit more about being a, a quarterback and not just a gunslinger. With a guy like Roethlisberger, I know Roethlisberger is known for his big games and throwing downfield, but
1: he's also not known for sharing.
0: Well, I mean, that's, that's gonna that's, have to, that's gonna be contingent on him coming back for one more season because you gotta say you gotta know your time's up here, man. Your your body's breaking down. You're not the same player you used to be. We give you one more a year if you do this. And if he doesn't want to do it, be like, okay, fine, and you can just go play somewhere else for a season. Well, like, it's
1: just like Tom. He doesn't he doesn't mend well with young rookie quarterbacks, especially the past two with, with um, Stenham this year and then Jimmy G previously because they're trying to take his job because he feels like they're trying to take his job, which essentially they were drafted to take his job. You know,
0: it's funny you say that because I've seen reports from guys who were his backup who said he'd been nothing but helpful.
1: And that's probably people that he didn't take seriously. Like, he loves Brian Hoyer because he knew what Brian Hoyer was. He he probably loves Jacoby Brissett because he didn't see Jacoby at that time as a serious threat. He loves Jacoby on the Colts now as a starting quarterback, I'm sure. But, yeah, I'm I'm sure he. a lot of people had good rapport. But I think in, in, especially starting at Jimmy G, it was – you're taking my job. I really don't want to help you out. So I, I, I mean, don't... I guess
0: I could kind of understand it to a certain level, right? I mean, there has to be a certain amount of hubris that comes along with. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm better. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, my game is better than yours. Why well, am I going to help you get better so you can take my job? I guess that makes sense, um, especially if you're aging and people all around you are saying, "No, oh, this is the guy. This is the this is the incumbent. This is the heir apparent." Right. So. But back to, uh, to what we thought was the next topic—the
1: big games this weekend.
0: Yeah, they, I, th-
1: I think I highlighted two, and these aren't the games of the week we picked, but they're big games nonetheless. So, I picked two t- two games. I want your opinion on one one team that needs to win this game. Okay, you have Green Bay at San Francisco, and you have. Dallas at New England. One team that needs to win this game.
0: I would say the team that needs to win Sunday the most of those four. Yep. I know there's a lot of teams coming up on San Fran's heels. I don't think for them, I don't feel that home field advantage is as important as it is for some of the other teams. Okay. Lambeau is historically a very big home field advantage, as is Gillette. Um, Dallas, I mean...
1: They're, they're the fourth seed right now in their...
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't think... I don't think AT&T Stadium, whatever they call it, down there in Dallas. Yeah. Is, Jerry World. Yeah, Jerry Land is uh, as big a home field advantage as uh, a Gillette or Lambeau. But I would say with the Eagles nipping on their heels, yeah. the team that needs to win most is Dallas. Interesting. New England, I would say is second because – they don't have the tiebreaker over Baltimore. Yeah. And Baltimore is rolling right now. And if they fall, you know, if they tie him, okay, then any Sunday, you know, if New England were to lose and, you know, Baltimore is tied with them, eh, they'll still get the bye week. You never know what happens. Maybe you go into Baltimore in the playoffs and you're able to win. I don't know. I would only really have to take that chance if I were them. But I would say right now, with the seeding in the NFC the way it is, if the Cowboys end up not in the division lead and end up in a wild card spot, you could find yourself any 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 week going from, oh I'm the fourth seed to I'm not even in the playoffs anymore. And much I don't like, see the other like three the Chiefs, teams. Exactly, exactly. And the other three teams, being the Niners, the Pats, and uh, the Packers, mm-hmm. don't have that same fear. You're, you're playing for a bye week potentially or home field advantage, but if either of those other three teams lose this weekend, they're not going, oh, my God, am I going to be in the playoffs? You know unless something really crazy happens, you're going to be okay. The Cowboys, different story. What do you think?
1: So I think it's um, San Francisco. Okay. I think they they have the same record as Seattle. Or um, They're up one game. I'm sorry. I was reading the wrong line. They're upgun one game on Seattle. But they don't hold the tiebreaker. No. They lose this game, and Seattle wins their game against, I believe, it is an inferior opponent. Where's Seattle? They're facing the Eagles. And I, I don't take the Eagles seriously. Um, as we've. The history is long on how serious I take the Eagles. I think if they lose this game, um, San Francisco loses this game. They go from the one seed all the way to the five seed.
0: Wow! Really? Yes. Oh, that's right. There's a lot of eight and two teams in the NFC.
1: Right. They can't. They they can't. Well, because they can't be the. Because if they right. lose the division, then they automatically go to the top wild card team.
0: Oh well, that'd be some kind of fall, huh? And Jeez.
1: and potentially could be the sixth seed with the way these teams are going cuz Minnesota's 8 and 2 as well. So you can't just assume that they'll be the 5 seed cuz Minnesota's right there with them yeah, too. Yeah,
0: they have a tiebreaker somehow.
1: I, I without digging deeper into that, I wouldn't I, I don't know what the tiebreakers are at the moment for between uh San Fran and Minnesota, but I mean, it's it's razor thin to see the drop off. And as much as I don't, and I know you really are puzzled on the Rams, they're two games back. I believe they got a game against San Francisco, or they have two. I'm not 100% sure on how many games they have against uh, the Rams. Who, uh, uh San, Fran? San Fran?
0: Yeah, they already played one earlier in the year.
1: Oh, uh, but they, but the San Fran has, and San Fran has, Baltimore, New Orleans, and Seattle on the list still. And all three of those games are on the road. Good luck with that. So you need this one because, like I pointed out, you go from one to five, especially if Seattle wins. If Seattle loses, great, you still have the lead, but any week you could drop down. And... You go from sitting at home the entire playoffs in San Francisco Bay to possibly having to go to Seattle, and where the twelve man's up there and they're loud, and sometimes it's nasty, wet, or you go to Lambeau.
0: Yeah, we already we already discussed Lambeau and what they are. It's a whole different animal in the playoffs in that atmosphere. Yeah, same with Seattle,
1: Minnesota somehow skips over green bay. I mean, Minnesota's been known to be a little bit ruckus in their stadium. Especially if it's closed.
0: You don't want to be on the road in the playoffs in general if you don't right. have to be. I mean, I know we talked a lot about, I mean, that's just traditionally, you know, teams playing better at home like, you know, Lambeau Gillette in the playoffs. But man, you really don't want to be on the road in general because you're going to have the you're going to have a full house yeah. with fans there all hyped up as loud as they can be. It's playoff games. Usually a little bit later in the day, yeah. So fans have had a little opportunity a little, to uh, little partake su- in some refreshments. They're in the a parking lot. Up. yeah. They're they're feeling pretty good, and it's just rowdy, and you just don't want to deal with it if you don't have no, to. No, you don't. So you want you want to be home. You want to sleep in your own bed. You want to you know cook your own meals. You want you know <laughs> you want to you want that home environment. Yes, you do. And uh, yeah, well, that, that's I didn't even think about but that. But I, I think mean, the, second, the second second
1: would be Dallas. Yeah. Would be Dallas because that's a team where if Philly jumps you, because they have, they have the tiebreaker on Philly, but they play Philly again. And like we went over last episode, that Week 16 matchup is going to be big. And uh, Dallas is outside of this weekend against New England. It's New England, Buffalo, and um, Philly are their three remaining tough opponents. And obviously, they're at New England, and then it's at Philadelphia. Uh, Week 16 are realistically, they're harder competitions, but they drop one game or what if they go into week 16 against Philly and they lose Mm -hmm. and everything kind of holds true to what it's at right now. Dallas goes from the division lead town out of the playoffs going into week 17 and maybe it's everything's already decided and it's just the NFC East that's being decided in week 16. Now you have a playoff game, week sixteen,
0: which are always fun to watch, but not what you want to want to deal it. with if you're if you're in the, if you're a player. You right. don't
1: want, I mean, they, they they need to do their job. They need to do their job and go out and win easy opponents, i.e., you should have beat the Jets.
0: Oh yeah, that that game was such. You a You did mystery. that to yourself. Yeah, that was uh, they. They looked unstoppable those first three weeks, and then the following three weeks weeks four through six, they looked like they they couldn't even walk up a, walk up the stairs without falling I mean they were they were just terrible
1: but that's what I think I think I think San Francisco needs needs to take this game to stay away from because then Green Bay would have the tiebreaker too so now two teams yeah you're right yeah. would have tiebreakers over you in the seating and in division. And um, without looking – and they faced New Orleans, and that's another game where you don't want to lose that game because that will be another team to have the tiebreaker over you.
0: I'll tell you what, regardless of what happens, there's going to be some fun games down the stretch. Yes. There's some really, really good teams that still have to play with a lot on the line. I mean, just looking at next week, I don't want to jump into it, but you're telling me San Fran – Going in the Baltimore,
1: I think it's next week. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's we I just checked it out. It's week thirteen. Oh, okay. It that. It, I can't wait to see Lamar against that that Forty Nineers defense. That's gonna, got, that's going to be great. And
1: you got New England at Houston.
0: Yeah, that's going to be another good one.
1: That's just the that's just the beginning. Without getting any more of those,
0: man, that's it's going to be fun. But uh, what do you say we get in the banker tank? Absolutely. All right. So we'll uh, as is tradition. We'll let you start out with your bank quarterback. Who you got?
1: All right. My bank quarterback is one Derek Carr.
0: Derek Carr. Oh, he won. You was your tank a few weeks ago. You he get, did. had a change of heart.
1: Well, they're facing the Jets. So yes, I did have a change oh, of yeah, heart. Yeah, okay. Jets are terrible. They're winning they won a few games previous two weeks, but they they got like the score run up on them. So mm-hmm realistically looking back their last game where they blew someone out was the aforementioned Dallas game. So, I don't take them seriously. Uh they're a terrible team. They have some they have a couple of fantastic players, but they're just an albatross of an organization. <laughs> okay. As I stated, right. I think I stated that they probably the ownership should be changed. Obviously, that is
0: well, you said that about, like, six teams. Uh,
1: so. No, no, no. I only said it about the, the Jets that should be. No, and, and, and the Redskins. Maybe. Anyways. But I have I have a strong statement for, for strong ground for the Redskins to be re-ownershipped because that's another.
0: Okay, well, when we're, Almost pick, well, went we're there. picking banker tank owners. All right, we'll, um, we'll, 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 we'll go with that. But
1: I think I Garrett Carr is just going to light up the Jets. And their last meeting, I think it was last year, their car lit up the Jets. So I just think they're on a roll. And they see, because now, now we're in playoff time. So now I think a couple of players that can elevate their game will elevate their game. And they're looking at it saying they could have the division lead. I think, because mathematically, I think they would have the division lead if they won. Yeah, because then they'd, they'd be seven, so they'd be tied. Um, and I don't know if KC and Oakland played each other yet. I believe so. I'm, I'm going to guess Kansas City probably won. Regardless, that would lead next week to be a huge game. But I think I think Oakland will handle them, and I think they'll uh, put up points. Well,
0: that's going to be huge, or not no matter what. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. Matty Ice, your favorite. Uh, I mean, he. I mean, the Bucks. Every game with the Bucks is a shootout because yes. Jameis turns the ball over three to five times, and I mean, that's an offense that can score. Matty Ace is going to be on the field a lot. She's going to have to throw a lot. Uh, should be a good hand for Julio Jones. That's just a bonus. That's not my any of my picks, but it should be good for Julio Jones. Although at times they just forget to throw to him. Yep. But either way. This could be a very big game, and I think I could see Ryan going for 300 yards and three touchdowns easily in this game. It's it's going to be a shootout. Yep, it will. Yeah,
1: so running back. Jonathan Williams, running back, Indianapolis Colts.
0: Now, that game has already taken place. However, uh, honor system chose that well before the game started. Yep so even though it's after after you're hearing it it's out ben picked him this afternoon before the game ever happened. So. if i
1: don't if i don't choose my players before seven p.m then I eliminate Thursday night game yeah that's my personal rule uh, you can believe me or not it doesn't really matter to me but i know if, well, that's
0: a real positive message to send to work i'm just anybody's. saying if,
1: if if you don't believe me that's fine just take me you can take me at my word though that if before seven pm if I don't make my picks then I don't pick. Uh, I don't choose anything from the uh, the Thursday night game.
0: All right, I'm gonna go with Chris Carson. Chris Carson against your favorite team in the world, the Eagles. Yes. Uh, I mean, their defense has been better. They've been okay against the run, but defense isn't great in general. And you're talking about a quarterback like Russell Wilson who can move, who can get the ball downfield, yep. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. He's going to be able to, you know, utilize them. He's going to open it up for Carson. And this guy has proved that when he gets the ball, and he had some fumble issues earlier in the year, but when you put the ball in his hands 20, 25 times a game, he produces for you. He gets the job done. He can catch out of the backfield. He's not a huge receiving threat, but he can do it, and he's had some good games there this year. But I yeah. think this is going to be a very, very, very solid game for Chris Carson. Receiver?
1: Receiver is going to be Devontae Parker. Devontae
0: Parker. Dolphin's great, Devontae Parker. Yep,
1: going against Cleveland. I think he's... Very possible. He's (laughs) built a resume this year where he's consistently put almost or over double digits a game, uh, points a game. Um, And Cleveland, I think they're going to be reeling off of the losses of two of their defensive players, one for the rest of the season. Um and we know we know how disorganized Cleveland's been all season. Uh I just don't I just don't see I mean maybe they'll win the game, but I think Devontae's Te- going to have he's he's versatile enough in this game where he's going to pick up points wherever he can and it'll accumulate to enough to get him 10.5 which is what he's projected to get
0: my pick this is interesting for reasons you'll find out in a few minutes is cooper cup going cooper against cup. baltimore he struggled the last few weeks well rephrase that i don't think he struggled the last few weeks
1: no my boy did
0: yeah you're you're very your favorite mr oh, jared my favorite, goff. my favorite quarterback in your nfl favorite history. mr independent jared goff mr puppet needs his crossing guard he has really struggled, and I think Cooper Cup is just too talented to be held down for that long. He's going to go to Goff and go, Jared, give me the damn ball. He's going to go all Keyshawn Johnson on him. But give if he doesn't
1: ask his dad, he can't throw him the ball.
0: Get, well, he's going to be fine because Sean, Sean McVeigh is smart enough to know what he – I would hope he's smart enough to know how good Cooper Cup is. He needs to get him the ball, especially because Brandon Cooks is coming back, so it's going to open up the field a little bit more. And Robert Woods, I I still don't know. That's supposedly a family or personal issues. Hopefully, everything's all right there. But Cup is going to come out, and he's going to have a good game. Because as good as Lamar and that offense has been, this defense has been good, right. but not great. And I know they had a really good showing against Houston, but I just think the Rams, with all the talent they have on offense, can only be held down for so long. And True. Cup is... And we have Todd Gurley. Cup is their best player on offense. And he's going to come through. Now, as we always say, with the positive comes a negative. Absolutely. So here's our tank players Quarterback.
1: And my tank quarterback is someone who is, I almost guarantee, will tank. One, Mr. Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker,
0: Baker, Baker. Well, wait. What, what mustache is he going to have? What's his facial? I hair, don't hear what mustache Because according he has, to him, that matters a lot.
1: It matters to him, Freddie Kittens, I mean, kitchens. Yeah. <laughs> and and all those other morons in in Cleveland. But what should matter is their play on the field, which stinks. They're going to go. I know. I've been touting. I know. I've been touting Miami for a couple weeks, and I think they're going to pull this one off. I think they're actually gonna win this game. Miami. I think Miami's gonna pull this one off. Wow, okay. I don't know what it is, but I just think Miami's gonna pull this game off and win. Um but I, and I, I think Baker Mayfield's just gonna he's gonna be a lost little puppy facing pun intended.
0: Oh lost little puppy in a dog pound, that's sad. Um it's a good children's book though. Hmm? Be a good children's book. Yeah, it would be. As long um, as it's a happy ending.
1: I think um Miami will go up there and they'll beat Cleveland. And I think Baker's just going to have a bad game.
0: Very possible. I'm going to go with your cousin, Mr. Dak Prescott. Oh, boy. Against the Patriots defense. Yep. Now, not necessarily for all the reasons you might assume. For one, I think Dak has had a very solid season, but he has had tendencies to disappear against a very pedestrian Jets defense, which, as you said, pedestrian has some good... Really great players, but as a as a whole, they're not good. Right. He, Dak, just looked terrible. You have a Patriots defense that can bring pressure. The secondary is going to shut down their main weapon, being Amari Cooper. Yep. They're not going to let Michael Gallup just run down the field. You would hope not. You would hope. Uh, And I think another thing that's going to hurt him is the one thing you can do is you can run on this Patriots defense. That is true. I think think they're going to fix some of those problems, but you can still run on him with a running back like Ezekiel Elliott running the ball more. That's going to take the ball out of Dak's hands, give him less opportunities. And, I mean, he might have, you know, 180 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I don't think he's going to get totally shut down. But Dak Prescott, for as well as he's done, is not Lamar Jackson. And he is not going to be someone you can bank on.
1: Let me ask you something real quick, because I've been hearing this, I, I don't know, upwards of the past, like, three weeks, is Dallas has changed their offense from previous years to run first with Zeke, run, 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 to open up the pass. They're claiming that, and I don't know, because I don't watch video like some of these other these analysts do, I don't get the alt-22s. I don't sit there for four hours. Click, 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 click. They say that Dallas is now passing the ball to open up the run. Does that f- fall right into the Patriots' hands because of their secondary ability? Probably. Because it's not, I mean, the the secondary, the, the wide receivers for the Cowboys should be concerned because you have legit corners down, up, and down that roster. They rotate their corners consistently. So they play like five or six corners alone.
0: And safeties who know how to cover and right. help out.
1: So uh, <laughs> this doesn't bode well. I mean, they just have to. I mean, obviously, they're going to attempt to clean up that whole we can't stop the run issue. Um, I think they did a good job last week. But I think this kind of plays into their hands a little bit.
0: i tell you what, if, especially with Isaiah Wynn coming back, if the Patriots get out to an early lead and Dallas has to play catch-up and they're forced to get pushed up ball downfield, yep. it's not going to be the competitive game people think it's going to be. It's going to get ugly real quick because Dak doesn't have to throw that ball up And Dak, for all you can say about him being, uh, and I've heard people say he's an MVP candidate, again, like we've said, I think that's a two-horse race. And I don't think Dak's not one of those horses. Uh, I I just, I don't, I don't see that ending well if you have, you know, if you have to, if you can't run because you're down by two scores in the first quarter and, you know, you have to just have Elliott just be a check down guy out of the backfield. Right. You're not going to be able to, I mean, no disrespect to Jason Witten, the guy's at a Hall of Fame career, but you're going to have a linebacker on him. The Patriots linebackers are too good and athletic for Witten to get any anything on them. The Patriots are, are famous for shutting down your top option. Amari Cooper, bye-bye. Gallup is really, really good, but even the Patriots backups are not going to fall for And you that. might
1: even think that they'll take Stephon and put him on. Amari and then do the over under on Gallup where they put the the corner. Oops. Sorry. Uh, They put the corner up tight and um, play underneath and then they have and play the trail position while they have a safety over top kind of covering the deep ball, which I think, isn't that what Gallup did last week? Was just torch. Mm
0: -hmm. Essentially, yeah. Torch.
1: the Lions so I mean he went for 148 he didn't get a touchdown but went for 148 so I think this plays into the hands of the Patriots and how they scheme their defense can the can the Cowboys give the rock to Zeke this year in the way they've been playing 20 times and get a buck 65 a buck 70 and win the game I don't know Uh, I
0: don't see that happening I don't know But On to your tank running back Leonard Fournette Mm, My tank from last week He's real popular around here Tennessee He's got that uh, The Keenan Allen syndrome going on Yeah
1: Tennessee Nope Tennessee's Tennessee might give it up In the secondary But they're not gonna give it up On the ground Not to Not to Leonard Fournette Division game Titans need this game Yes. Just they, like yeah, Jacksonville need, yeah. Both these teams need this game. So, Jacksonville
0: needs it more, but I think Tennessee is better suited to win it. Right. So,
1: um. But yeah, that's my tank running back.
0: My tank running back, and, and I, I can't believe I'm actually saying this: is Saquon Barkley. Oof. I say that because going against the Bears, and you know Daniel Jones has shown some flashes this year. Um. Hasn't been great, but I think there's potential there once he gets a full training camp as a starter, gets in. Uh, But Saquon, again, came out, got injured really early, has just never really caught the rhythm he had last year. Yep. And I think that's, again, I think that's due to probably taking most of the reps in the offseason with Eli Manning. And then he gets hurt. Comes in, Jones is there, the two aren't that familiar with each other, and now you're playing a defense like Chicago. Yeah. And I just do not see this being a good game for Saquon. Could end up being respectable, but you're not going to see a Barkley game like you had last year. Not against his defense, not the way he's been struggling to come through. It's not going to be good. And, uh, yeah, I would not bank on Saquon Barkley. No, it's it's interesting. What's interesting for your tank receiver?
1: My tank receiver. Why is that? Oh we, wait, we, oh. Yeah. Oh, oops! I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm picking Cooper Cup to tank. Yeah,
0: so you, uh, your tank receiver is my bank receiver.
1: So this is this is um, first time we've done this, where my tank is your bank or vice versa. I just think the Baltimore Ravens are gonna cover them like a wet blanket. They have too many options in the secondary to cover him, and it won't look pretty. So, Good. So it's more – I mean, it's partly because of the secondary, but it's more because that quarterback can't can't get out of his own way. That's what I – I mean, that's what I think. He just can't get out of his own way to help himself. As you pointed out earlier, he's been not hitting him. He hasn't been seeing him. Even with nobody else there, he just doesn't look for him. And maybe that's a product of him incapable of getting open because, you know, there's no woods. There's no cooks.
0: Yeah. I don't know about that. And the, I th- yeah, I don't and the
1: running that. back, even though he says, oh, I feel like I'm the old girly. Okay. Show it more consistently than one game.
0: I think the struggles for the Rams are a Jared Goff problem, not a game plan problem or a Cooper Cup problem. But, again, like I said, I think Cooper Cup is just too good and he's going to go to Goff and say, give me the damn ball. Yeah, no, and I right, can tell
1: you the same thing. Sean McVay has got to sit there and tell him in his ear, oh, go to Cooper Cup. He's well, going to be mean, open in a in a in a slant. You
0: would have to think he's going to because I mean Cooper Cup is when he's been on the field and he's been healthy his career. He's been a dominant receiver. He's been really really good. So I mean at some point you got to go. Hey, I don't know. Maybe just get our best player the ball, but maybe not. I don't know.
1: Well, Cup's in those rooms. So if I'm Cooper Cup and I go the rest of this year, and I think he's got yeah, I think he's got one more year. I assess I assess the next two years and say. I've been with Jared Goff for all four years of his career. I've seen the development. Is there any more room for development? And if there's not, and you don't see a drastic improvement each and every year, you don't sign an extension next year. You play out your contract. Well, if cup, oh, yeah, yeah. You play out your contract for your rookie contract, and then you go and cash in because even if his numbers are bad, NFL head coaches and personnel directors are not stupid. They look at video and they see, huh, well, that's more of a Jared Goff issue. So we'll give you this fat contract, and you're going to be the guy paired with another guy to open up our offense.
0: Well, the Rams better hope Jared Goff has room for growth because they just stake the entire future of their franchise on him and with that huge contract. So.
1: And they're going to try to do the same thing with Cooper Cup.
0: My tank, Mike Evans, and I feel bad even saying this because I'm a huge Mike Evans fan. No, no, no. You've watched Jameis Winston play. No, I shouldn't. Jameis Winston should feel bad, not me. <laughs> Jameis Winston sucks, not me. All right, quarterback, Sh- I would Jameis needs
1: to take a few shots at Jamison.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as you call him, Jameson Winston. I, I, in or, and in order, I, I don't in order, do that on purpose. In order to, well, I think it's because it's like a Freudian slip. Yeah, because is. you need to be drunk to watch this guy. I think he's a good quarterback,
1: but I don't do it on purpose. For some reason, I just yeah, don't, I don't think of it.
0: But Evans is—I don't need to tell everybody here how phenomenal Mike Evans is, is as a receiver. But I, I don't know what it is with Jameis Winston. He just gets allergic to talent whenever he starts throwing the ball. Sometimes. And whenever it's a shootout, he's like, "Oh, dude, Evans! Oh, there's Godwin! Oh, there, there's OJ Howard! Wait, there's my third string receiver triple covered? Psh, throw to this guy! It's like he gets Baker Mayfield syndrome."
1: I legit think if you we put you on uh, on quarterbacking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you'd have a winning record.
0: Well, I mean, si- I think si- you would. Si- I think up, you would. Man. Sign me up! I'll go to champ next year. I'll give it a shot.
1: Because I, I just think you're not you're not stupid like him. And oh. Yeah, there's there's Mike Evans. He's one-on-one coverage. Um, I know he's gonna beat it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Throw to your best players. This isn't complicated. It's not. It's not a situation like with Houston where Deshaun Watson just does not have time because the throw. It's it's you'll see, you'll see Jameis Winston in the pocket, standing there, standing there, standing there, standing there, standing there and he throws to like his fourth option, and a guy drops it.
1: Like tonight's tonight's um, game, Watson hit. Well, he. Hit, one bomb to, uh, to Hopkins, but he hit another bomb to Fuller, or no? He hit two bombs. I'm sorry, he hit two bombs to, to Hopkins. Yeah. His first one, the guy was getting rushed, and he had a break out of the pocket, and only because of broken coverage in the secondary, did he hit that bomb. Does Jameis do that? No.
0: No. And and my biggest argument against Evans is again, it's it's a Jameis Winston problem, not a Mike Evans problem. Who are they facing? is uh uh, Falcons. It's gonna be a shootout. Yeah. And Jameis is just I mean when you when you have games like this, I mean you should have this should be a game where Jameis went not Jameis Winston, where Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both have seven or eight for a hundred plus and a touchdown.
1: And Howard should have probably about five for sixty.
0: Yeah, and maybe even a touchdown. Maybe even a touchdown, yeah. And you should have a running back doing well out of the backfield from a receiving standpoint, but I think on top of how the Falcons defense for whatever reason has just revitalized itself over the last two weeks, they're not going to be dominant it's going to be a high scoring game, but they've played better.
1: you think they're trying to save his job possibly because there's a lot of there was a lot of rumors possibly. early on and even in the midseason into the bye week for the Falcons that he might
0: if that's the case, it's good to see a team stepping up for their coach. Right, I agree. Um, but yeah, I just I think Evans is going to struggle this week. No, honestly, no fault of his own. It's a quarterback problem. But uh, so let's uh, get out of the games of the week and get out of here. Yeah. What's What's your pick?
1: Actually, tonight's game.
0: That was a good pick. That was a solid Tonight, game. Tonight's game <laughs> That was, was an entertaining game.
1: Was my Was my pick for was going to be a, a performer. It was going to be. It had a lot on the line because now, now you have um, Houston out in front in the division at 7-4, and Indy is now at 6-5. and five. Um, I believe, yes, they face each other one more time because this is their first meeting, I believe, plus a few more division games left. Uh, uh, Indy will have two division games. Houston will have two division games. I think they face each other one more time. It's like sixteen or seventeen, I think. So I think I, that's the reason why I thought this. This had this game had a lot on the line, and it proved it out in the end because it was what twenty to seventeen, I think. Or yep, 17. close game, close uh, game,
0: entertaining game. And again, we, we we choose these not necessarily even on impact, but uh, uh, of the season or or standings, entertainment fact.
1: Right. I thought I thought last week's what was it. I picked uh, Tampa and I think Atlanta, mm-hmm. and that didn't, that didn't turn out to be.
0: Oh, Tampa and Atlanta are playing this week.
1: So I, it was Tampa against somebody, right? I know I f- I picked Tampa, and offensively they threw up a dud. Yeah, and the other team, whoever it was, didn't. It was like thirty-five seventeen or something like that. But yeah, I mean that's it's it's value, it's it's value, it's viewership value, entertainment value, and. If there's playoff implications, play, that that value. Um, and I think this game tonight was why I picked it, was the factor of playoffs and seedings. I'm going to go
0: with Jacksonville at Tennessee.
1: So we picked the entire AFC South.
0: Yeah, AFC South is your game of the week. Just put all four teams on the field and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I think, you know, Tennessee has a very, very good defense, underrated defense. Um, Jacksonville, despite not having Jalen Ramsey, still has some extremely talented defensive players. You're talking two good defenses on top of knowing each other from being division rivals. Uh, two offenses that at times can really flash and show things. Like Nick Foles last year, last year, Nick Foles last week really. Showed some signs of already grasping that offense, despite being out for a while, and then he disappeared for three quarters. Oh, okay. um, but he showed some flashes. So first came back after being injured for a while. You can't really blame the guy. Yeah. Uh, and then Ryan Tannehill has at you know disappeared and shown why Miami was willing to let him go. And then he has also shown flashes and re- led this team to some really good wins and has them. Potentially in place for a wild card. Either way, this is gonna be a really entertaining game, and uh, I, I, I'm excited to watch it. Honestly, two, two teams that are not—it's not gonna be—it's uh, <laughs> not gonna be Baltimore and LA. It's gonna be an entertaining game.
1: I just want to correct one error before we move on. Uh, they actually faced each other already twice. Texans and Colts. Oh, okay. And they each took a game. So now they're. Uh, but I, th- I want to put a cap on the whole game of the week. Um, especially if Jacksonville wins this game. I mean, the, the, how tight it is in this division all season, and it's still continuing to this point. And they all have division games left. Mm-hmm. So it's going to come down. To, I mean, the Texans have. It's going
0: to out of the last week.
1: Texans have the Titans twice Mm -hmm. still. And all four of them, we might be at this situation again in Week 17 because all four of them, again, I think are facing each other.
0: There could be a situation in Week 17 where you could have uh, all four teams, either any of the four teams, I should say, could either win the division or end up in last place. So that's pretty exciting. Maybe not record-wise, you know, dominance, but – Lead to some really fun, exciting games.
1: Absolutely. Well,
0: that's going to wrap it up for this. Went a little long on this episode, but that's all right. I think it's some pretty good content. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You can always let us know what you're thinking, what you're feeling. And, uh, Ben, how can you do that?
1: Well, you can go on Twitter, BenChrisTalkFO1. You can check up our videos that we put up on uh, Instagram, Ben underscore Football. And we have a community board page in facebook uh ben and chris talk football where i put up polls comments posts videos what have you just a collective of you know different things that we put up just to stir the pot and see what what kind of discussions we can get going that may be something we can bring on to the show
0: all right guys until next time talk to us talk to each other doesn't really matter Just get out there and talk football see you next time
1: thank you